Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Centre. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. And welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is Action Network writer Matt LaMarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty good. Uh, just ventured out. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. To the storm here for the first time, and uh, I can say that I will not be going out again today. Probably, <laughs> probably won't be leaving my room again today, to be honest. Why'd you go out? Just to shovel? Yeah, a little shoveling. I had uh, one errand that I needed to run. And, you know, like, I'm on Long Island. You're uh, a little further inland in New Jersey. And for most of the day, it, like, wasn't that bad here. So I just thought it was going to be okay. And as soon as I got in my car, I was like, wow, it is much worse than I thought it was. (laughs) Yeah, we we didn't have a school today. I'm hoping that uh, school's out again tomorrow. That would be – this this Norris would be the real MVP, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But before we get into the show, I just want to remind everyone you can get a listeners only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass by subscribing through the Rotoviz podcast homepage at rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be starting our National League MLB preview. We will be taking a short break with the baseball next week to talk a little March Madness. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but today, we're going to talk NL East, NL West. We'll start with the National League East and, uh, you know, last year's. NL East champ Washington Nationals. Their 2017 record was 97 and 65. They had a 100 WRC plus that ranked ninth, a 4.0 Sierra that ranked seventh. They haven't lost anybody this offseason of note, according to Bleacher Report, but they have added Matt Adams. Uh, the division odds for them are minus 250. All odds, of course, are courtesy of my bookie. Their pennant odds are plus 400. World Series odds plus 800. And their projected win total is 93 and a half. Matt, what do we think of the Nats? Yeah, very talented team. Uh, We mentioned really only Matt Adams is like the key addition, but they really got almost nothing from Trey Turner last year, who honestly might be their best overall player, given what he can do with the bat and on the base path. They also lost Adam Eaton really early in the season, so they're adding him back in. Uh, This team has the potential to be really, really good. They crushed lefties last year. Ryan Zimmerman uh, in that department was a monster. Uh, Also, Jason Wirth, who is now not there anymore. So uh, this is just a really good team. The pitching staff 
is pretty solid already. Obviously, Scherzer and Strasburg at the top is one of the best one-two combos in the league. Tanner Roark is a very solid starter as well. And uh, you talked to Rafael Esparza, and we'll get to that interview later, but he also mentioned they're one of the front runners right now to land Arietta, which would just sort of put that pitching staff over the top. So a uh, really good pitching staff. Their bullpen was sort of what killed them last year as well, and Sean Doolittle figures to be a better option for them in the ninth inning than than what they got last year. So, yeah, it's hard to look at this team and not be impressed and, and consider them one of the favorites in the National League. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if they can get a little bit of a boost, I think, out of Matt Wieters in the catching spot, I, that'll go a long way to giving them an even better lineup. He's been in a little bit of a decline. His WRC Plus has come down each of the last three seasons. Um, you know, but he has gotten a little bit unlucky at least the last two years as Babbitt has been about 20 points lower than his career average. So I think that he could be due for a little bit of regression there. Obviously, he, you know, he hits around a lot of really talented players, so that certainly helps. They could just get even the pop back, I think, from him this year. You know, that'll go a long way to, to giving them some more runs and, you know, just getting more guys on base for Treya and, and Harper to, to hit home. He sucks. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hard-hitting analysis right there, but that guy was supposed to be like Johnny Bench and uh, friggin' Mike Piazza rolled into one, and he's just never done it. So, uh, yeah, I'm not buying the big Matt Weider season here, but they don't really need that from him with with the lineup that they have. Yeah, Weider's was like the last prospect I actually like knew existed. They were selling, like, like, you could buy like a Weider's Hall of Fame plaque before he even took a swing in the major leagues. Like, the hype on that dude was real. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, now, the the win total here at 93.5, it seems reasonable, Matt, uh, but what do we think in terms of over-under? I'm going to go under here. Uh, I think that this division is better this season, so they, they can definitely lose a few more games within the division. Um, you know, the Marlins will probably take a step back, but I think all three of the other teams could be better than they were last year. And while this team is solid, it's hard to win, you know, 94 plus games. So I'm I'm going to go with an under here. Uh, I'm going to take over. Uh, I don't feel great about it. Uh, again, I'm, you know, not to be a broken record, those mid 90s win totals, not always the best to bet. Um, but I do think that this is a team that projects to maybe get better as the year goes on, be it through trades or, you know, maybe you bet them now and they go out and they sign a, a Jake Arietta who's still lurking out there. I think that that would obviously um you know be very favorable for that bet so i i think if i'm betting them now i'm I'm betting over but i'm probably just staying away let's talk los mets matt your new york mets last year 70 and 92 100 wrc plus that ranked 11th 4.37 sierra that ranked 18th uh they added a ton of players this offseason outfielder jay bruce first baseman adrian gonzalez they brought back the great jose reyes uh, reliever Anthony Swarzak, third baseman Todd Frazier, and starter Jason Vargas. Division odds plus 200, pennant odds plus 1,300, World Series odds plus 2,800, and their win total is 81.5. Matt, I mean, talk to me about your team here, Mets. So this has got to be maybe the most volatile team in the division, if not the entire National League. I mean, I, I would say that last year was sort of their worst case scenario, winning only 70 games. They got, you know, nothing from Noah Syndergaard. They got less than nothing from Matt Harvey. Uh, Joanna Cespedes missed a ton of games due to injury. They basically 
got the minimum production out of all of their players. Um, now, is this as good as the team that made it to the World Series a few years ago? Definitely not. The pitching has definitely regressed. It's it's hard to count on Matt Harvey taking a step forward, although you would think that if Syndergaard is healthy, he should uh, return to his dominant ways. But, um, you know, Michael Conforto did take some nice steps forward last year. He's going to be hurt to start the season, though. Uh, I'm seeing timetable for around May 1st on the return with him. And then they brought in some nice uh, veteran players. We'll see how much they have left in the tank. But they got Todd Frazier and Adrian Gonzalez on on pretty cheap contracts. They can uh, potentially give this lineup a boost to go with some of the young guys like Ahmed Rosario and uh, maybe a Dominic Smith type of guy. So uh, I think this team has upside. You know, it's hard to look at this team and say that they don't have talent. But things would have to break pretty crazily, I think, for them to really contend with Washington for the division title. Yeah, you mentioned Conforto. I mean, last year in just over 100 games, 276 ISO, 146 WRC+. plus. I mean, that's, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's towards the top of the league. You know, if you can be, uh, you know, that kind of hitter for them consistently, that's that's pretty big. Um, I, you know, obviously, I it, it all comes down to the pitching, I think. I mean, they are seven guys deep there. I think that that hopefully, especially the addition of Vargas, at least gives them the chance to have uh, someone viable in there in case one or two of these guys does get hurt. It does seem like that happens every uh, year. <laughs> right. It happens every year. I mean, like, I, I don't know if it's their training staff or what. I don't know, like, what the deal is. But, I mean, these guys seem to always get hurt. Um, but But you mentioned the volatility. And I actually think that, like, the volatility – makes them a, a really interesting team to bet. I mean, uh, plus 200 win the division isn't great odds. Plus 1,300 to win the pennant, I think, is is pretty nice. I, I know that, you know, we're talking, we're not sure if they'll win the division. Their 81.5 win total doesn't really seem like that of a playoff team. But I do think that there uh, is, like, a lot of equity in betting the Mets because if they stay healthy – well, now, you know, their pitching rotation probably projects to be one of the better rotations. Uh, they will hit, I think they'll at the least hit a lot more homers than they did last year with Cespedes, Conforto, Frazier, um, Flores. You know, they have guys that, that can get it out of the park. And obviously, Jay Bruce, like this is, I don't know, I, I, I'm kind of buying the Mets. I know it's like, I feel like it's against your your better judgment to do that. But I'm going to buy them for you here, Matt. I don't know. I think I like t- this team. I'm with you in that I think if you're going to bet this team, bet them to win the pennant or bet them to win the World Series. Don't bet them to win the division. Like like you were saying, like if they're going to contend, that means this pitching staff is going to have a good year. And if they're pitching well, they can win games in the playoffs as they showed when they made it to the World Series. So uh, I like that call. I don't necessarily disagree with you there. Um, you know, I, I'm fine with saying that the ceiling on this team is, is pretty high. All right, cool. So 81 and a half win total. That's kind of, I, I guess, supposed to be the median projection here. You know, what do we, what do you make of that? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I, I tend to be overly pessimistic about my own teams, but I'm still going to take the over here. I think that they have the potential to, to smash this number by a good, you know, 10 games or so if, if everything breaks right for them. And, you know, I, I'm just going to bank on some, some bounce back in the health department because they really have gotten brutalized there for the past few seasons yeah i'm with you over and i you know like we said i think you can bet a couple of these other other props as well uh let's move on to the atlanta braves who last year 72 and 90 
they had a 91 WRC plus that ranked 25th, a 4.57 Sierra that ranked 25th. They lost the aforementioned Matt Adams at first base. They also lost outfielder Matt Kemp, but they did add uh, starting pitchers Brandon McCarthy, Scott Casimir, and uh, infielder Ryan Schimpf. Their division odds are plus 800, pennant odds plus 3,300, World Series odds plus 6,500, and their win total is 74 and a half. Matt, what do we think of the Braves? Yeah, I think that this is a, a team on the rise for sure. Um, Freddie Freeman might be the most underrated player in the league. That guy had just an absolutely monster season last year. Um, you know, and, until he got hurt, he was on pace to put up just humongous numbers, especially in the power department. He's always been a great average hitter, but he's really starting to show the power now, uh, sort of in the, the prime of his career. So I think he's right up there with any first baseman in the league. The guy's a stud. And then you've got guys like Dansby Swanson, who, you know, he was a guy who was considered a top prospect. Um, you know, Ender Inciarte, really, really solid leadoff hitter that they got. Um, from the Diamondbacks in a trade. So I like this team. I don't know if they have the guns to compete. The rotation is solid with, with the guys that you um, mentioned joining Julio Tehran, who doesn't strike out a lot of dudes, but can can limit the damage on balls and play. And then Mike fulty who throws like a bajillion miles an hour, but uh, can't seem to keep guys off base. So yeah, I, I think this team is fine. Uh, I don't think that, you know, they have the upside of the Mets and they definitely don't have the talent of the Washington Nationals. But I think that there's a situation where they could, you know, possibly contend from, for a wild card if they get, you know, a Freddie Freeman MVP caliber season. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think they're definitely still a couple of guys away, but certainly they have some pieces that are nice. I I think the the Ryan Schimpf ad is very interesting. I know that it's a, a minor league contract, but I mean, this is a guy who just mashes the ball. I mean, DFS favorite Ryan Schimpf. Yeah, exactly. Three fifteen ISO in 2016, two sixty seven ISO last year. Um, you know, the guy will not hit for average two seventeen and one fifty eight in those years. Um, but my goodness, when he makes contact, does the ball fly? So I, I don't know if maybe this is the team. You know, maybe the Braves can get him to have a little bit more contact, take a couple holes out of the swing. But uh, he seems like a, a candidate to make this lineup at some point this season, even if it isn't on opening day. Yeah, it's funny because I've, I view him as like a modern day Dan Ugla, who oh, yeah. ironically had some, some of his best years with the Braves. So <laughs> I'm in on that. Uh, 74 and a half win total. It seems like, uh, you know, that's about right, considering the other teams in the division. But what do you make of the over-under? I like the over here. Uh, I think that this team is m- pretty solidly improved from last year if they can stay healthy. I mean, they did lose Matt Kemp, who had a, a really strong year for them last year. I think stronger than most people realize. But I think this team can improve. Uh, they can sort of make up the difference in the aggregate, to quote uh, Brad Pitt, quoting Billy Bean. So <laughs> uh, I like this team. Um I'm gonna go over here. Uh, I'm gonna take under, but I don't really love. I, I don't really love it either way here. I think about 72 to 76 wins is probably about right. All right, next team up, the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I, needless to say, I don't think that they will be repeating what the Eagles did this year. But we'll go through this anyway. You never know. Yeah, you never know. 2017 record: 66 and 96, 88 WRC plus. That was 26th. 4.37 Sierra, that ranks 17th. 
Uh, they haven't really lost anyone of note, but they have added first baseman Carlos Santana and relievers Pat Neshek and Tommy Hunter. Their division odds are plus 1,100, pennant odds plus 5,000, World Series odds plus 10,000, and their win total sits at 77. I was kind of surprised it was a little higher than the Braves. Uh, Philly kind of seems like a younger team to me, Matt, but what do you make of Philadelphia this year? They are young, but they're definitely talented. I, I like this team. Um, I think they've got two guys at the top of their lineup, potentially, who can be really nice table setters in Cesar Hernandez and J.P. Crawford. Uh, Crawford, a little unproven, but top-level prospect, view, uh, you know, projects as a guy who's going to be their sharding, starting shortstop for the next 10 years or so. Uh, Reese Hoskins sort of lit the world on fire last year when he came up. It, it seemed like he homered every single day. Not sustainable, of course, but still projects as a decent middle-of-the-order bat. I've been waiting for the Michael Franco breakout for years, literally years. I draft him every year in fantasy <laughs> baseball. Um, the, my man Odubel Herrera, solid player. And then they've got Carlos Santana and Tommy Joseph at first base, two definite power guys. Um, we talked about Santana a little bit when, when we were doing the Indians uh, preview and how we like his on-base ability. So I think that this is a strong lineup, and they've got – Definite potential in the pitching staff. Aaron Nola, I think, is you know a borderline all-star candidate heading into this year. I think he's that good. I think his stuff is that good. He, he had a really good second half, and if he can stay healthy all year and pitch to his potential, I think he's got the potential to be you know an ace-level starter. And then the same goes for Vince Velasquez. He's not as good as Nola in my eyes, but elite strikeout stuff and uh, just a lot of potential in that right arm to go with, you know, some solid guys like Jared Eikhoff. So I think this team's got a lot of talent on paper. It's just whether or not this is the year for them. But but they're definitely coming, in my opinion. Yeah, fucking Jared Eikhoff. I mean, <laughs> he's going to end up in too many DFS lineups this year. But, yeah, I mean, the, the big thing for a guy like Velasquez is you got to keep the ball um, out of the air. The, the, something interesting that I thought I saw in his uh, advanced numbers was that his fly ball percentage – Went down between 2016 and 2017, uh, 41.2% to 34.8%, but his home run per fly ball shot up a ton, 14.9% in 2016, 20.8% uh, in 2017. So I think that it's definitely reasonable to think that maybe um, he was just susceptible to a little bit of bad luck there. I mean, he was giving up more hard contact than he did in 2016, but uh, the K rate was down as well, all the way to 21.6%. So if he can get back to those upper 20s, uh, close to 30% uh, that I think he's capable of. Uh, certainly, that will be a really nice one-two with Nola, who, like you said, is is already one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, the win total, Matt, 77. Uh, I, again, a little bit higher than the Braves, who you said you liked as an over. So what do you think of the Phillies? Yeah, I was hoping this total would be a little lower because it would be one of my one of my favorite bets on the board. But I still think I'm going to go over here. I think this is much closer to like a 500-team uh, I think this team can very easily surpass 80 wins. So, yeah, I think that this sort of goes along with my my theme that the Nats are a little bit weaker this year and that, you know, these teams like the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets can sort of take some wins back from them. Yeah, I'm with you here on the over. I mean, I think that the Phillies lineup is noticeably better than a team like Atlanta's, and you are paying the extra three wins, but uh, I think that this is a team that probably finishes around 500. Uh, like now it. it's <laughs> now let's go to uh, everyone's favorite laughing stock, the Miami Marlins. 
2017 record, 77 and 85. They had a 99 WRC plus that was just 12th, a 4.77 Sierra, which ranked 28th. But these stats basically mean nothing now, uh, at least the hitting stats, because they lost outfielders Giancarlo Stanton, Marcelo Ozuna, Christian Yelich, as well as second baseman D. Gordon. Uh, they did add Starlin Castro to replace uh, Gordon at second base. And oh, good, they, good for them. Good for them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they also added Cameron Maven. So watch out for the fish. Uh, plus 6,000 division odds, plus 8,000 to win the pennant, plus 16,000 World Series odds, and the win total is 64, Matt. Uh, riff a little bit here on the Marlins. Yeah, it's like not only is this team bad, but like they they don't even have any guys to really get excited about right now. Uh, JT Real Muto is probably their best remaining player, and he's already campaigning pretty hard to try and get traded. So uh, I just kind of, you know, feel bad for the Miami fans. This is like the second time since they've opened up this new stadium that they've just completely torched their team. And I, I think we all can agree that what they got for Giancarlo was, you know, 25 cents on the dollar, maybe even less. And the same goes for all the rest of their guys. They had arguably one of the best young outfields in baseball between Yelich, Ozuna, and Stanton. And all three of them are gone, just like that, before they even had a chance to even hit their primes together outside of arguably Stanton. They're all playing in different cities now. So, uh, yeah, this this is clearly the worst team in the division and probably the worst team in baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable to me like that this team continues to do this. Like, I feel like, I mean, we're only going to be like 29 years old this year. And I feel like the Marlins have done this at least four or five times in our lifetime. Now, like a, a couple of times that has been, you know, preceded by world championships like uh, 2002 with Dontrell Willis like that. At least they won the title before they stripped the whole team. Like, right. I mean, they weren't even 500 last year. It's just really, really tough to be a Marlins fan. I mean, I, I don't know where the runs are going to come from. Like you said, it seems... Like a guy like Real Muto is probably on his way out the door at some point this year also. I mean, if you're a good player at this point, uh, or even a decent player, you really have no incentive to want to be a member of this ball club right now, uh, at least if you value winning. Uh, So with that said, the 64 win total, Matt, over or under? I'm going to go under. It's such a low number to take the under on, but I still think that this team could win less than 60 games. Uh, Like they're, they're, they're just that bad. Outside of Justin Bohr, I don't know if they have a single guy on the team who even hits like 20 home runs this year. Wild Bohr? Not your... Bohr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable taking the under here, especially with the improvements that we've kind of mentioned all these other teams have made uh, during the offseason. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, but before we get to the second half of the podcast, we want to give you another classic interview with uh, Rafael Esparza, this time with me instead of Matt. We'll be right back. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports there's no better time to join my bookie than today go to my bookie to open an account and start winning use promo code champion when you register for your account and get a 100 percent sign up bonus up to one thousand dollars on your first deposit bet today 
Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. I'm joined here with Lions expert Rafael Esparza joining us on our usual spot on laying the points. Uh, Rafael, good to talk to you. How's it going? How are you doing today? Everything's doing really well. Uh, you know, we've been talking on the past few shows about baseball. Obviously, baseball is coming up. I think this is finally, hopefully, a time to get some some big uh, betting action in. Uh, and we have talked on the past, or really more specifically, you and Matt have talked about how you guys try to get in front of the public a little bit in the futures column. Uh, is that why a team like the Yankees right now is being favored over defending champion Astros to win it all? Uh, yes and no, but uh, when you're looking at future betting, you have to also look at ticket count, not because who has the favorite team or whose team is better or who's the returning champion. I mean, I tell people every year the Chicago Cubs are the number one bet team to win the World Series. Uh, and they can, and they can have the worst team out there, the worst nine players on the, on the baseball diamond. And they would still have almost double the amount of tickets than uh, the next person next to them. And that's why uh, you you see lower odds. You see a better odds that you can get with the Houston Astros. You better odds you can get the Boston Red Sox and with the Yankees and all that. It's just because the ticket count is going to be high on the Yankees because people are going to pick up the newspaper and say, ooh, the Yankees. I forgot the Yankees got uh, uh, the, the guy from Florida. I forgot the Yankees picked up this guy or the Yankees picked up this guy or the Red Sox got this guy. That we have to protect ourselves on the naive USA Today people who come up with the paper spread right open on the counter and they're like, ooh, are we going to pick this team? Not because they're our favorite team, but uh, that's what the, got made the biggest splash over the summer. So it, it's not shocking that the Yankees are better bowl favorites over Houston uh, just because of the moves they did over the summer, but it's because, A, they're the Yankees and it's, their, and it's against a small market team against the Houston Astros. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, now, we've also been taking some time to look into uh, the MyBookie win total projections. Uh, when you guys are making up you know, a win total line, is that something where you are taking a look at some of these you know, advanced baseball metrics? I know that baseball is probably furthest along in terms of analytics. Uh, or are you guys looking at a lot more you know, basic statistics and historical statistics? Uh, you know, because obviously you're trying to get action on, on the right side of, of those lines. Uh, when we do, when you do over unders in, in any sport, you're just automatically looking for two way action. Uh, a perfect example: uh, we made the Reds uh, 74, and a public uh, hit us uh, pretty much quickly on the under. That's why we have 74 minus 130 minus 135. Would not be shocking in the next couple of days. And when you click on that screen, it's going to be Cincinnati Reds 73 and a half or 73 because right now we're we're in the minus on the under. So. If we can get a plus sign on both sides of over and under, we could care less what the Reds do, what the Cubs do all season long. Because no matter when we post that, we're going to have a winning, uh, a winning outcome no matter what. So when you do total season wins, yes, we're looking at the analytics. Yes, we're looking at who picked up stuff, who and all that. But at the end of the day, we're moving the numbers around to get that two-way action. So again, uh, on April 1st, when they're throwing out the first pitch and we look, okay, the Cubs were, uh, over under 93 and a half. We have minus 125 right now. But when we open up that screen, it says, oh, we got plus money on both sides. 
okay, I could care less if they win 93 games or if they lose 92 games. Uh, we're going to win no matter what. So uh, analytics and who comes in first and all that uh, is a is a huge is to how we probably set the number. But right now we're just looking to balance the books on either side. All right, cool. And kind of just a follow up on that. How do the the future betting and particular the over unders? How do those compare in baseball to when just in terms of ticket count to football season? Uh, baseball uh, over unders are probably a little bit. Are a little bit more excitable for the betters than than the, I mean of course NFL is king and, and don't get me wrong I'm not saying that we take more action on baseball total season wins than we do in football but we get a lot of action on baseball and total season wins when I used to work at MG, uh, at MGM properties people couldn't wait they'll be waiting at the counter while we po- before we post them so they can hurry up and jump on them and it's just because it's a, it's a future ticket, so you can bet you can bet baseball all summer long. And if you're watching the Red Sox play on TV on ESPN for the millionth time on Sunday night, because it seems like Boston Red Sox and the Yankees uh, and the Cubs are all, or the Dodgers are the only teams that play on Sunday night on ESPN, you know that you have a ticket, so you have action. So maybe you don't have to bet a baseball game that day because you're looking for either a win or a loss for that team because you have an over-under ticket. So uh, we get uh, quite a few action on baseball. So I would say it's probably the second highest future bet besides uh, the NFL total season wins. Uh, we, it, it gets a lot more action than the NBA total season wins or the NHL total points. Uh, so, yeah, baseball's up there for uh, for action for uh, total season wins. That's awesome. So uh, still a little bit of merit there to uh, America's pastime. Um, now, one of the other very, very, small, very, very small. I would say it's you could still call that. I don't know if you can. If that's, I think the NBA surpassed uh, uh, baseball for the America's pastime. But in the summer, that's uh, there's nothing better than than actually physically going to a baseball game and having a beer and having a, a ballpark hot dog and sitting around and watching baseball. I agree with that. Uh, now, one of the other lines that really kind of stood out to us was. Uh, we were taking a look at the Indians, and we noticed that you know Cleveland's only plus three hundred right now to win the American League pennant. Uh, Yankees and Astros are, are plus two twenty, so pretty close. But obviously, you know Cleveland has made a lot of moves, kind of in the, in the minus column for them. They've lost a lot of players this off season. Uh, why are they getting so much love right now? Uh, I think because they're pitching. I mean, they have they still have really good pitching, and it, uh, let's talk about that division that they play with. Uh, me and you can probably find some guys. Uh, to maybe beat the Chicago White Sox, <laughs> uh, the, the Detroit Tigers are going to be in a down uh, season this year. I think that the love is not getting because yes, they're, they're the best team in American League, or or the or Boston and the Yankees are going to beat up on each other, and everyone keeps on forgetting about the Indians. I just think it's because that division that they play with. I, I, it would not be shocking at the end of the at the end of the baseball season that the, that that division, the AL Central, might be the worst division in baseball. Yeah, we definitely agreed with that when we were doing the preview. It was very, very poor, top to bottom, we thought. Um, now, is there any team right now that's drawing uh, sharp action, you know, whether it be on you know World Series, Division, or Pennant Odds, or uh, the over-unders? I would, say, uh, I would say the Washington Nationals. I mean, uh, yeah, yes, they're 4-1 to one to win the pennants, but uh, everything you hear about coming out of the National League is, is the Cubs, uh, uh, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers. Uh, those have got uh, got a lot of love, but I, I would say keep an eye out for the St. Louis. Uh, I'm sorry, not the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the Washington Nationals at four to one to win the pennant, and maybe look at take a shot at the Milwaukee Brewers uh, to win maybe the division 
or, or, or I think the I think the move that they got it's going to be very interesting to see where Jake Arrieta goes. He can help the Washington Nationals. He could be their third starter. Uh, keep an eye on the Minnesota Twins. I'm hearing maybe maybe they'll pick up Jake Arrieta. He would help their bull, uh, their pitching. Maybe he'll go to Milwaukee uh, and play uh, play against the Cubs uh, that many times. So I think wherever Arrieta lands could be that team that we may not hear about. Uh, and if he goes to Washington, wow. That pitching staff. Uh, think of Gio Gonzalez being the fourth star, fourth best pitcher on that uh, on that pitching staff. If if Arietta goes there, and then you can still get maybe Washington at four to one. There are some places I even saw plus four and a half or even five to one. Uh, that'd be a, that'd be a pretty scary ticket to have with, with that pitching staff that they can bring out if he did, if he does decide to go to Washington. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And certainly, you know, you mentioned the Twins. I think uh, you know they are missing kind of that front line guy. If they could get Arietta, that'd be Pretty huge, I think, for their for their season. All right, Raphael, uh, thank you again for your time as always, and uh, that's it. All we have for you today, but we'll definitely talk to you soon. Yeah, I can't believe baseballs are just around the corner. We got my, it's shocking that college basketball is almost ending, and then, like I said, for for me, for an odds maker and a handicapper and all that, you like to see a, a sport to end, but when the sport ends, you usually have two or three that's getting ready to begin. So. Uh, it's always nice to have some small of a break, but I can't believe uh, baseball's here, but it's going to be fun. And I think it's going to be a, another wide open baseball season. Yeah, me too. And we're definitely excited. Well, thanks for having me on and I uh, hope that uh, we can talk next week and you guys have a, a great week. Thanks, Raphael. You too. All right. That was Raphael Esparza giving us the lowdown on some of these uh, futures, both for the wins, a bunch of stuff that we talked about in the last couple of shows, the AL, uh, a lot of really interesting points made there by Raphael and we're going to talk NL West now. Before we do that, I just want to talk to you guys about the boatload of money that you're going to make this week and the upcoming weeks by betting on my bookie. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect time to get into the action because March Madness is here. And we'll be talking March Madness on next week's show. You can lay down some money and score big on college hoops. There's going to be thousands of online players betting on March Madness. You definitely want to be doing that at mybookie.ag especially if you're sick of sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout on your current mobile site. Join MyBookie. It is the best recommended service out there on the web for online sports betting. When you win, they pay, and they pay fast without any hassles. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place bets after tip-off. Join now, and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 50% deposit bonus. You can even Enter for a chance to win their million-dollar bracket challenge. That's right, $1 million. But you have to use the promo code LANGTHEPOINTS to activate the special offer. Visit MyBookie today. That's MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Let's talk NL West, Matt. Los Angeles Dodgers uh, last year had a monster season, 104-58. and 58. They had a 104 WRC+. Plus that ranked fourth a 3.66 Sierra that ranked second. Uh, this team also lost a lot of players from last season. They lost starters Brandon McCarthy and Hugh Darvish, as well as Scott Casimir. Relievers Brandon Morrow, Luis Avalon, first baseman Adrian Gonzalez, and outfielder Curtis Grandish. And they did add uh, Matt Kemp, who you mentioned before, and reliever Scott Alexander. Uh, the Dodgers are minus 220 to win the division, plus 200 to win the pennant plus 500 to win the World Series, and their win total is a staggering 96.5. Matt, Dodgers, I mean, this is I think this is very, very interesting, this win total. Yeah, so you mentioned some of the departures. Uh, 
outside of I think the relievers, I don't see any of these guys having like a huge negative impact on their total. You know, Granderson was a late addition. They got virtually nothing from Adrian Gonzalez all year. Um, you know, same goes with Darvish being a late addition, and he honestly didn't even pitch that great once he got there. This team still has all of the key guys that help them, you know, amass their their 104 wins last year. And that starts with, you know, Corey Seager at shortstop. Uh, Cody Bellinger sort of came out of nowhere and lit up baseball last year along with Aaron Judge. And then uh, unsung hero for this team was Chris Taylor, sort of sparking the lineup at the top. But then they've got just a ton of power in the outfield between Jock Peterson, Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig, even uh, Trace, don't call me Clay Thompson. Like, they've just got a lot of pop. Kike Hernandez, always a DFS favorite when batting against a left-handed pitcher. So it's it's just a super talented team, and the pitching staff is nasty. I mean, now, if you look at guys like Rich Hill and Alex Wood, they had um, phenomenal peripherals last year, but some of their overall numbers were affected by the fact that they only really were going like five innings a start, and that's because their bullpen was so incredible as well. I mean, Kenley Jansen, I don't think there's any question anymore that he is the best closer in baseball. Um, and that's why I think that the the departures of Avalon and uh, Morrow could be somewhat detrimental to this team's win total. They're either going to have to lean a little heavier on some more unproven bullpen guys, or they're going to have to trust their starters to go a little bit deeper into games. So uh, either way, that's that's really the big question mark with me for this team. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned my man, Rich Hill. I mean, my gosh, no one cranks out 30% K rates uh, better than Dickie Hill. I, as long as he doesn't have like the issues with the blisters and, and the misstarts. Um, I mean, this this rotation is really, really elite. Um, that I mean, and that's really what's going to win those games for them in the playoffs. I, I know that, uh, you know, when you if you have to go up against a team like the Astros, who we we talked about on the, on the last couple shows, like their pitching staff is so stacked top to bottom. You know, having this the true ace in Kershaw, having the the strong number two in Hill, the number three in Wood, like that that gives them a pretty good shot to compete. And they do have some really nice young bats, like you mentioned. So uh, I'm definitely buying the Dodgers. I don't know if I'm buying them at 96 and a half wins, uh, but certainly they're going to be right there in the mix at the end. Matt, uh, what do you think of the win total? 96 and a half. Yeah, I think I'm going to go under here. The one sort of fear that I have is that they won 104 games last year and they didn't even get a full season out of Clayton Kershaw, who was having, you know, another just typically phenomenal year, 2.31 ERA, 0.95 whip, and 202 Ks in 175 innings. So they didn't even get, they got uh, 27 starts out of him. If they could get him back over 30, that could easily be another couple of wins right there. Um, but yeah, I think just between the the bullpen uh, subtraction and having a little bit uh, thinner of a starting rotation, that could potentially uh, hurt them in the long run. I mean, if if they sustain sort of one injury to their starters, they're kind of looking at guys that, that we don't really know of at this point, instead of having, you know, a, a reliable veteran like a Brandon McCarthy back there. Yeah, really good points. I mean, you definitely don't want guys like Ryu, Stewart, you know, Wilmer Font. I mean, these guys coming into your rotation is not ideal. I'm with you on the under. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much going to bang the under on all these really high win totals once you get over 95 just because I feel like 
I feel Here's like one you injured say that away. and you've taken the over on all the other teams. No, I mean the Nationals ninety three and a half. It's not uh it's not ninety five. Okay, um, okay. You know. <laughs> just had to get I you know, I just try to keep you in check. That's what hey, listen, that's that's what a good podcast co host does. Um but the, I mean, I do want to ask you this before we move on, Matt. Like, how? Because because we talked about AL. I feel like the Dodgers are probably, you know, the leader in the clubhouse in the National League. Like, how do you rate them versus like the Astros, the Yankees, um, in terms of in terms of confidence and in terms of betting to kind of win the whole thing? Yeah, I think that they're a clear tick behind the Astros, in my opinion, uh, and I would even put them, I think, behind the Nationals in the National League. So I uh, just, you know, not to keep rehashing the same points, but they're thin right now. You know, they have all the bases covered, but they can't really sustain an injury and I think keep maintaining that elite production that we've seen from them the last few years. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is still one of the elite teams in baseball, but I would have them, you know, maybe like fourth or fifth in my power rankings. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on that. I th- I, I totally agree. I, I'd be shorting them right now. I want to bet some of these other teams, like the Nationals, uh, you know, while the the iron is hot, so to speak. Let's talk Diamondbacks. 2017 record, 93 and 69. They had a 95 WRC plus that ranked 17th. A 3.92 Sierra that ranked sixth. Uh, they lost JD Martinez, huge loss in the outfield for them. Uh, reliever Fernando Rodney and third baseman Brandon Drury. They added relievers Yoshi. I'm going to mess this up. Uh, Yoshihisa Hirana, Brad Boxberger, and outfielder Steven Souza. Their division odds are plus 350, pennant odds plus 750, World Series odds plus 1500, and their win total is 85 and a half. Don't forget the humidor, Matt. What do we think of the Diamondbacks this year? I honestly did a little bit of a double take when you said that they had the six best Sierra. That was very surprising to me. Because when you think of the Diamondbacks, you think of a team that's offense first and pitching second. But these numbers sort of suggest otherwise. Um, you know, they do have a, a really nice one-two punch with Zach Granke and Robbie Ray, who I don't know what it is about Robbie Ray, but he might be my favorite pitcher in the league. Maybe it has something to do with like his 14 point whatever caper nine. Like the dude just strikes out everyone and their mother. Um, so obviously a talented top two, but... Outside of those guys, like, they don't really have a super strong bullpen. They don't, you know, have a really good back half of their rotation. Like, Taiwan Walker can is okay at times, but, you know, unsensational. And then same goes for Corbin and Godley. So, yeah, I think that this team is more of a hitting team, despite what those numbers say. And obviously that, that starts with Paul Goldschmidt. I kind of hyped up. Freddie Freeman earlier in the show, but Goldman Goldschmidt is obviously right up there with him, if not a little bit better. Um, and then their outfield is super talented with AJ Pollock, David Peralta, and Steven Souza on left, who they got uh from the Rays. The big question is can they overcome losing JD Martinez, even though they only got him, you know, for sort of the last half of the year. The numbers that he put up in Arizona were just absolutely absurd. So can this offense keep humming? Uh, without him, and can the pitching staff duplicate what they did last year? Uh, that's kind of already baked into the win total at 85 and a half. You know, that's a pretty significant decrease from what they did last year, but I think maybe even a little more regression might be in store for them. 
Yeah, I mean, when you take away a bat like a J.D. Martinez, like you said, even though it's only for about half the season last year, you know, during that home stretch, I uh, I, I really struggle to think that they're going to continue to hit at the rate that they did last year. And, and, you know, last year they were still just middle of the pack. So if this team regresses, especially when you factor in the, humid, the humidor, no joke, you know, all jokes aside, like if they might hit a little bit worse at home. Obviously, they'll pitch better at home. Um, you know, but if, if their run creation goes down and now they're in the 20s, um, you know, it's really difficult, I think, to project them to be one of the top teams because it, it seems like they may have peaked last year in terms of that Sierra. Like you said, sixth. I mean, I, I think that we would expect that number to come down. So uh, I'm selling this win total. I'm going under for the Diamondbacks. Matt, what say you? Yeah, under. All right, let's talk Rockies here. 2017 record, 87 and 75, uh, 87 WRC plus that ranked 27th, 4.31 Sierra that ranked 15th. They lost starters Tyler Chatwood and reliever Pat Nishik in free agency. They have added uh, relievers uh, Wade Davis and Brian Shaw, and they brought back catcher Chris Iannetta. Their division odds are plus 500, pennant odds are plus 900, World Series odds plus 1,800, and their win total is 81.5. Matt, the peripherals here kind of make it look like the Rockies were very lucky in 2017. Uh, What do you think about their 2018 chances? Yeah, the, the WRC Plus is definitely brought down by the fact that they play their home games at course. You know, that I think undersells their offense just a little bit. But um, yeah, just on a DFS note, like last year, stacking the Rockies, I think, was maybe the least profitable that it had been in the past four or five seasons in MLB DFS. So it does go to show that they definitely had a down year offensively. Um I think that they could potentially bounce back in that department. I mean, DJ LeMahieu uh, was a was the NL leader in batting average two years ago, and he definitely regressed a little bit in that department last year. He still hit three ten, but the uh, the the power numbers were down a bit across the board. They also subtracted uh, Carlos Gonzalez, and I think that could be an addition by subtraction. He was horrendous last year. Uh, banking on Ian Desmond to stay healthy and, and fill that role is definitely a question mark because he's never been able to stay healthy. But that guy uh, has as much talent as anyone in this lineup with the exception of Nolan Arenado hitting the ball. And of course, we can't forget Charlie Blackman, who is just he was just God last year in DFS. Like <laughs> Every game, home run or an extra base hit, he steals bases like that guy's just a freak in nature, and obviously his numbers are inflated by playing at cores. But, like, yeah, I think this lineup is, is for real. They still have David Dahl, too, who was considered a top prospect and has had some success in the major league level, um, although they really got nothing out of him last year because of injuries. So I think the offense is going to be there. It just comes down to the pitching staff, and, boy, they have some question marks with the pitching staff. You know, John Gray is is okay when he's healthy. He's the rare pitcher who actually has had better fantasy numbers, at least at uh, home, than he did on the road, which is really weird to consider for a guy who pitches his home games at Coors Field, but that is what it was last year. Um, and outside of that, you know, I don't really feel comfortable banking on any of these guys, even though some of them have had some moments. So, yeah, I think that overall, uh, this is a tough team to peg, in my opinion, uh, but I could see them, you know... I, it feels like they're right around that win total. Like again, I feel like this is a team that's going to regress a bit, but that's sort of already baked into their over/under of eighty-one and a half. 
Yeah, and I'll talk a little bit more about the pitching because, I mean, John Gray, I think the primary reason he's able to be so, success, so successful in cores is that you know he just doesn't let the ball get into the air. Uh, 49% ground ball rate last year, really, really strong number. He's not letting a lot of balls. Uh, he's not hit, allowing, sorry, a lot of fly balls, just 28.6%. Uh, last season, his numbers have improved, you know, in fly ball percent and in hard contact rate. Uh, the last couple of years, his K rate still is maintained, you know, in the mid 20s. So, you know, when you're striking guys out and you're not allowing a lot of balls to be hit in the air, that's a really good recipe for success. <laughs> good combination for sure. Yeah, we like that. Um, t- I think that uh, Tyler Anderson also has a shot to maybe take another step forward this year. He's kind of improved the last couple of years. And again, you know, he's another guy that, you know, he grew a little bit in the K rate last year, 20.7% to 22.4%. If he can continue to push that up and get it into the mid twenties, you know, then they'll have, uh, I think another quality starting pitcher there behind gray. But I mean, after that, it is just a whole world of, of question marks. I, I don't know much about their, uh, you know, the prospects that they have, maybe they have someone, coming up but no no one that i've heard of so certainly uh that is up in the air 81 and a half win total matt where would you stand on that i'm going to go over on them uh i don't feel super comfortable with it but i think that this might be just a little bit too low given what they did last season you know they won 87 games and they were 27th in wrc plus i think that has to come up this year even if the sierra declines a little bit I think they can possibly tread water just by the virtue of, of uh, you know, hitting the ball a little bit better. Man, this is just so tough for me. I'm going to join you and say slight over. Uh, you make a lot of really good points. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, if I'm taking the D-backs to go under, you know, maybe we'll filter a couple more, a couple more wins the Rockies way. Sure. Uh, San Francisco Giants have probably one of the bigger splits between 2017 production and 2018 win total. Uh, they were 64 and 98 last year, 83 WRC plus that ranked 30th, 4.47 Sierra that ranked 21st. They lost starter Matt Moore and outfielder Bernard Spann in uh, the offseason, but they have added uh, a lot of, a couple of big names, outfielders Andrew McCutcheon and Austin Jackson, as well as third baseman Evan Longoria. Their division odds are plus 500. Pennant odds plus a thousand, World Series odds plus two thousand, and the win total is eighty four. Matt, what do you think of the Giants this year? Definitely an interesting team. Uh, I think that the big question with them is what version of Andrew McCutcheon are you getting? Right, uh, first half of the season he was pretty mediocre. Second half he looked a little bit more like his old self. So if they're going to get that guy, I think it's obviously a humongous addition, but. I have some question marks about that, especially going to San Francisco, which is an extreme pitcher's park. Evan Longoria, to me, uh, is is a very minor addition at this point in his career. Like, I don't see him having a huge impact. The big one is is they're going to be getting back Madison Bumgarner, who, you know, only ended up pitching 17 starts last year. And even in those 17 starts, he was only 4-9. and nine. Uh, The numbers were still solid, 332 ERA and a 109 whip. But he really gave them nothing last year. If he returns to his ace status, he could very easily, you know, push this team uh, back to, into playoff contention. But I don't see 84 wins. I, I really don't. I, I don't know if this team outside of Bumgarner 
has even as much talent as like the Rockies. So, uh, yeah, I think this this might be my most my most comfortable under bet that we've done on our recordings these, this far. Yeah, and to talk a little bit more about Longo, I mean, his 2016 season seems to be a little bit of an outlier compared to his last three or four years. Uh, you know, his hard contact rate has been, uh, you know, pretty low, I would say, by his standards. I mean, 32% in 2014, 31% in 2015, 36% in 2016, and 34% in 2017. So I feel like, you know, the one year there, definitely the highest. Uh, he has been declining in terms of ISO. He has been uh, declining in terms of you know, some of the other peripheral numbers. So I kind of feel like, yeah, you know, if you're buying the win total here at, you know, and you already mentioned the stuff with McCutcheon, like if you're buying the 84 win total, I kind of feel like that has been inflated by the name value of the additions that they've made. But, you know, the the actual value that those players are bringing is not really commensurate with the, uh, the increase in projected win. So, you know, Raphael mentioned, you know, these over-unders are all about getting two-way action. I think that the 84 number probably will do that. But I am definitely taking the under, uh, you know, along with you. I, I just don't think that, you know, these additions are, are going to make up, uh, you know, 20 games. Uh, San Diego Padres were the last team we discussed today. They had a 2017 record of 71 and 91, an 84 WRC plus that ranked 29th, a 4.29 Sierra that ranked 14th. They lost Jolice Chassin as a starter and infielder Young Veris Salarte. They added Eric Hosmer on a mega deal, uh, third baseman Chase Headley, and starter Brian Mitchell. Their division odds are plus 2,500, pennant odds plus 8,000, and World Series odds plus 16,000. Uh, they have a win total of 71.5. Matt, what do we make of the Padres this year? Yeah, so I kind of mocked them for giving all the money to Eric Hosmer, especially when it seems like all the teams are trying to be frugal right now. But there's no doubt that he's going to give them an upgrade at first base on the offensive side. And they are an intriguing team with some of their prospects. You know, Austin Hedges, Hunter Renfro, they have uh, been guys who projected to be, you know, big-time hitters in the major league. Jose Pirela had a solid year for them last year. Um, and obviously they still have Will Myers, who uh, has has been a nice hitter for them, I think better than most people realize. So I think that the lineup does project to be okay. So I think they can improve upon their WRC plus of 29th from last season. The pitching was, was surprisingly good given that you don't really know who any of these dudes are. Uh, Denelson Lamette was a DFS favorite of mine because he struck out a ton of guys, but he gave up hard contact all over the place. And uh, especially against uh, opposing batters who were uh, left-handed, they they just destroyed him last year. So, you know, he he has some he has the stuff clearly, but I'm not sure he's ready to, you know, be a a frontline starter for this team. And outside of him, they really don't have anybody who who projects to fill that role. So the pitching is the big question mark. I think that they're going to hit a little bit more than they did last year, um, but I think this team has you know uh, uh, some sneaky upside. For as much as, you know, the San Diego Padres can have sneaky upside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want to give a little bit of love to Clayton Richard here because I, I think that he could be somewhat sneaky. I mean, the K rate for him has gone up each of the last four seasons, 10% in 2013. Woohoo. Two, yeah, yeah. I mean, we started at a low number. 
2015, 12.2. 2016, 13.4. Last year, he saw a really big spike up to 17.6%. So maybe uh, maybe we're starting to find the strikeout stuff here with Richard. Maybe it's a you know a figment of my imagination. I don't know. Um, you know, but he's also really done well at limiting hard contact last year. He did not do that 35% hard hit rate, but you know, both of the last two seasons prior under 26%. So, you know, if we can get the combination of the low, uh, hard contact rate and the increased K rate, you know, I don't know, maybe he can piece together a decent season in that ballpark. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the big thing too, is that if you're going to be a pitch to contact type of guy, there's really not a better place to do it at than than Petco. So yeah, I I agree. I, I probably undersold him a bit. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to be the the face of optimism here. <laughs> you got to be all. fair to Clayton Richard. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, and I do really like Will Myers. He's just really fun. Um, but the 71.5 win total, it seemed a little rich to me when I first saw it. But I think you made some some decent points in terms of the lineup. Uh, what do you think of that number? I'm gonna go over. Uh, I think if we're, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm selling the Giants and I'm selling the Dodgers and I'm selling the Diamondbacks. Uh, I gotta buy the Padres here. I don't, I don't feel great about it. You know, I think 71 and a half is a fair number, but uh, I do think that over is the way to go here, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I mean, they didn't really lose much last year, and they won 71 games. You know, they added Eric Hosmer, who, I mean, I know that like the contract is kind of a joke, but like. Maybe he's kind of perfect for Petco. I mean, you're not really going to hit homers there anyway. So at least just get the guy that puts the ball in play and, and you know, manages to find the gaps really well in Hosmer. Maybe he's just, you know, elite doubles guy, Eric well, Hosmer. You're stretching you know? here. You're stretching a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree that it's like a big upgrade over whoever was – Oh, I guess they had Will Myers at first last year. But they're not really losing Will Myers. So it, it's a nice upgrade uh, offensively, <laughs> even if he's not going to hit homers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we have a whole podcast about the contract. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> that is uh, that's gonna do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, and get that deposit bonus on my bookie for using the promo code Laying the Points. Be sure to get your chance in that bracket contest to win a million dollars from Matt Lamarca. That's the boatload of money coming <laughs> to your house. <laughs> I absolutely love it, Matt. <laughs> For Matt Lamarca, I'm Anthony Amico. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you an experienced driver looking for a career that pays well and offers vacation days from the start? If so, then drive for Penske. Talk to a Penske representative today and apply now. Call 855-CDL-PENSKE. Start driving with Penske today. 
Ready, set, save California. It's sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2019 Ford lineup, like an adventure ready Explorer or the all new built Ford Tough Ranger. Or get behind the wheel of the 2019 Ford F 150 with the power, toughness, and capability to carry any payload. You've waited all summer for these deals, and the wait is over. So, ready, set, save. The Labor Day sellathon is on now, but don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry into your California Ford dealer before it all ends September. Third.